Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 87 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Cold Essie. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman and & Company. And today, we are talking about uh, what to do when bad things happen. And 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 they will. Trust yes. me, they, they will. We got a subtitle here. Um, what to do? What to do when something goes wrong? Yeah, and you're in business. Yeah, which, so something. Yeah. So something will go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, um, you you're alive on this earth. Right. So something is definitely going to go yes. wrong. Period. Right in your life, no matter what it is. If you're over the age of three, then you've had something bad happen. <laughs> yeah, and um, what we're trying to do here is we want to talk about to help you prepare about. When things go bad in your business, when something bad happens, how do you go? How do you solve the problem? Yep. You know, go away from from feeling that everything's crashing down on you to feeling prepared and empowered when these bad things happen. So, so first, I thought that we would have a little confession time. Okay, sure. And and talk about some of the worst business things that have happened to us. Sure. Now, when okay. I first um, it it. When I first started with uh, Coleman and Company um, years ago, and uh, we had uh, we were doing quite a bit every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the website didn't work every day, you know you're talking five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars in business that were just gone. Yeah, just completely gone. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, the um, we had a lot of um, a lot of power outages mm-hmm. in uh, in Central Florida, and you know the power would go out for a day or so. Yeah. So it took the third time that happened. I finally figured out that I had a. Um, I could take my laptop, and I could drive until I found a Starbucks that had Wi-Fi, and I could run the business from there. Yeah. So you know, if I would have known what to do, I can't imagine and do not tell the president of the company how much money money we lost <laughs> because you know the internet was down in the building and we couldn't accept orders. You know, or we couldn't respond to accepted orders. The website was still working. Okay, so the internet was down, the website was still working, but we couldn't do anything about it. So basically, I, I found a Starbucks that had good Wi-Fi, I posted up on my phone, and, and now from then on, if we did have any interruption of service at all, I would drive to the nearest place with a hotspot, I kept a laptop uh, with me or in my car, and we just continue on doing business. Yeah, and this is, so this is, you know, years ago where, yep. you know, now um, as th- in things you've done and then things I've done, we've built up you know, Coleman and Company uh, as a company to be able to accept that a lot better yep. and prepare. So now if the power goes out here, mo- mo- 99% of our customers never know that it's happening. You know, not all, all of our server space and all those things aren't just in one spot. We've got backups and, right. and different things like that. So um, these are lessons that we've learned over time. And you're going to deal with the same thing in your business. We don't know what problems are going to happen. We'll list a few things that could, but when you start to become prepared and you know what's happening again, when if the server is down for a period of time or something like that, we sometimes we don't even know right. that the main server has gone down. It went down and we hear about it after the fact. Right. So that's a, that's a great example of you know that's going to happen at some point. I don't care where you are or where you live or where you do your business. Something is going to do something to interrupt your internet. Mm-hmm. So it could be it could be power, it could be the server for your website, um, it could be it could be anything in your area that prevents your customers from going online and placing an order, or prevents you in fulfilling it. Yeah, and this could be um, power goes out in your shop, 
and you've got, um, you know, you can't answer the phone in there. Or yeah. if the customers would normally walk into your shop, you don't have power, you don't have lights, what are you doing? So, for example, um, at my uh, Publix that I went to the other day. I mean, okay. perfect example. So uh, this grocery store locally, if you're not familiar with it, but they've ex they live in you know they live in Florida, so they are very experienced with power right. going out. You yeah. know, storms happen, power goes out. Well, they were on this as if as if it just is, was normal day to day practice. All the credit card machines and the point of sale services were all on on the backup type okay. of power. Right. Um, those. Uh, the, the big hubs, you know, that are on the ground that you can plug in the wall. By the way, you can buy one of those for your business right. yourself. Yeah. You know? um, they're not they're not that expensive. So anyway, they're all of that's running on there. And then flash flashlights everywhere. It was like it was like they had a rack of them ready to go, charged up. Yeah. And all the staff was just walking around with flashlights, walking around customers, literally just what are you looking for today? Cereal and shining the flashlights. Love that. To keep business going because really all I you know, they just knew all I wanted to do was come in, buy my dinner. Yeah. And then go and, and go home. And, and they and, let me do that. Yeah, and as a consumer, nobody cares if your power is out. Yeah. You know, really, no, no one cares. Your customers don't really care that much about you if they're waiting for a shipment, if they're looking for a great T-shirt, if they need to stop for groceries, if they need to place an order for ink at the last minute. They don't care what's happening here, really. Yeah. What they really care is, are you providing the service or the product that they, that they called about? And we know that bad things are going to happen to you and kind of get an idea of what they'll be, unfortunately. Um, and uh, and maybe we can through this podcast walk you through the one two three yeah. of what you should do and what you should be prepared yeah. for. And and I suppose what we could start off with um, are we wrote down three basic rules yes. of what to make sure absolutely what happens at the very first the first issue you know that like you know that something bad has just happened right. and you know we've named off a few but. Um, Whenever anything bad it does happen, you're going to kind of get into this like fight or flight mode, right. and you need to stop that. So the yes. first one is don't panic. Right. And and if you've read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the yeah. Galaxy, you'll know that's right on the front of the guide is not to panic. And or, if you haven't, you should. You should because <laughs> it's a it's an awesome book, and I won't seem as much like a nerd if you uh, <laughs> if you do that. So I mean, really, that's it. So I mean, you know, your your equipment's going to break. Um, your supplier's going to be out of stuff. You know, you're um, you're going to have a bad month. Yeah, you're going to lose a big customer. You're going to lose a big customer. Mm -hmm. So the first thing to do is not to panic, um, because those decisions that you make, which is number two, mm -hmm. when you do panic and fall apart, um, are usually the worst decisions in any given situation. Yeah, you're going to just make a you're going to make a bad decision if you're panicking and you're looking for the first answer, right? Because right. kind of what it is, is what, what's happening in your brain is you're panicking, you're freaking out, your body is looking for a way to solve this. This yeah. is like, this is this is primal, you know, caveman type of stuff, yeah, right? Like sure. there's a fire in the cave, run out, right? Yes. Grab the baby and run out. I mean, that's, that's what we're running into. Grab but, the baby, that's a good move. Yeah, grab that's the baby, move. run out, right? And, um, but now our problems are more sophisticated, but yeah. we still have these issues of just like grab the baby and get away from the fire. But now it's, you know, I just lost a big customer and I'm going to lose in $5,000 in income next month. Right. Um, so when you have to step out of that panic mode, because of what you want, you don't, you're not trying to run away from a fire. You're trying to solve a real problem. Yeah. And that's the way really to look at it because, you know, things, things aren't going to happen. Uh, some of them may be your fault. Mm -hmm. uh, that you you refuse to recognize, and some of them may be somebody else's fault. 
but it really doesn't matter. So if I could add to don't panic and don't make irrational decisions is don't, don't spend the, um, the vital time that you have to fix or correct a problem on trying to figure out who to blame. Yeah. Right. So, so for example, an irrational decision, if you have an equipment failure would be to call up and start screaming at a technician, maybe at the only technician who can help you. Yeah. So that's not a good move, right? That's, that's a, that's from panic. That's because you're worried, you're scared, you're going to lose the business. You're worried that you're not going to make it. You're afraid that your equipment is going to cost you a million dollars to replace or, or to fix, you know, don't panic, you know, sit back, follow, get a strategy in place. Um, in the ways that we're about to talk about and and go from there, you'll be able to deal with it. Better. Yeah. And that's what, you know, the first one that you said was the first thing I list, I, I listed too, was um, that when you panic, it, you're, you know, one of the first irrational decisions you're going to make is you're going to lash out at somebody. Yeah, that's and a good that, way to put it. It doesn't help. So this could be your business partner. It could be a customer. It could be one of your suppliers. Yeah. Um, it could be, um, it could be your machine. Yeah, you know, I mean, it could be one of your machines that you, you know, or or a wall that you choose to punch, and or or, or worse, an employee that yeah. you take a swing. Oh, that at. would be really. But you know, I mean, picture it. You if you if you're in business, you've probably been been here before. In some level, you know, um, I at one time imported bamboo fabric T-shirts from Asia. Oh, all right. Okay, so Good place to import I place we you know we 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 did a, a great logo for it. I spend way too much time on my logo. Uh, we found, you know, the fabric that we loved and, and we found a good, uh, what we thought was a good place to get them. And we spent all of our money and we got these shirts in and they were all skewed. It was terrible. It was terrible quality. So my first instinct was to get on Skype and to um, digitally scream at the supplier. Yeah. Right. So what kind of a mood do you think that that put that person in to help me solve my problem? Not a good yeah. one. Yeah, and, right. and the what you don't want is you don't want your rational decisions now to, to be something that affects you for the long run. Yeah, and so so don't yell on anybody. Don't ignore the problem. Don't ignore it. That's number right. two um, for in the irrational decisions. Yeah. Right. You think of that just like you sweep the dust under the rug and you <clears throat> walk over it, but it's still there, and it will build up over time. So you know, in a, in a few circumstances, we were talking uh, before we uh, started recording on the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group, we'll run into some comments. Um, and on the phone with customers, I talk to customers all the time, every day, and the same kind of themes will, will come up a few times a year. One will be, you know, I tried using the Avance 1501C and it did a crappy job at this. It's been sitting in a corner for two years. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a DTG printer and um, I went away on a, 30 day vacation to Aruba mm -hmm. and I came back and nobody maintained the machine for me. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm ticked off at it. I need a new print head. So I just, I just, I just left it alone and went on and did something. Yeah. Else. And people do it with everything else, right? Yeah. You could, you could buy a nice version of QuickBooks cause you decide you're going to take control of your money and do it way better than you've ever done it before. And then you get frustrated, you can't figure out how to use it, and then you just never open up the software and you've right. got expensive software that you've ignored. You've kind of, you got frustrated, you panicked, gave up. Yeah, you leave the uh, you leave the temporary tire on your car for a year and a half. Yeah. You know, yes, that's, that's, that's really yeah. And then And then what's really bad about that is that the problem still exists. Like right. the QuickBooks example, right? You were having some money, some issues managing yeah. money, right? You And you figured, here's a good solution. And then you, you, had, you got frustrated 
you panic, you quit. You still yeah. have the money problem, but now you have a bigger money problem because you've got a whatever $1,000 <laughs> right. yeah, in yeah. software in the dream. It's not going to get better if you leave it alone. And also, you know, be careful about implementing these stopgap measures. Mm -hmm. So if you have a commercial piece of equipment, if you've got a, um, if you've got a really um, big customer that's relying on you, be careful about thinking of something on the spot to solve the problem that isn't a good tested, regular, or long-term solution. Because you could easily end up doing more damage, you know, like that the spare tire example. I mean, it's designed to be a stopgap, but I, I have seen people in our employee parking lot that have that um, temporary tire on for, you know, four or six weeks, you know, and, and it's because they can still get to work. Yeah. They really don't. So, you know, if you have a problem, whether it's a customer or an employee or anything in business, you know, don't go for the temporary fixes unless they're strategic and you plan them in advance. Yeah, and, and sometimes like that that temporary fix is just is something that becomes not only can you waste money doing it, but it it can actually snowball the problem. Yeah. So, uh, the example I thought of in my head when I was thinking about wasting the money wasting money was you order a bunch of shirts from your apparel supplier. The the they call you up or you get an email, delay. Shirts are going to be 2 days late. Whatever, right. whatever the reason is, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so you panic because your customer's expecting the shirts on Friday. Now yep. you know you can't deliver them till Monday, whatever, yep. or however it is going to be. And so the rational thought might be, let me call my customer, talk them out. Maybe they'll be fine with it. You know, maybe I can offer them something. The panic solution might be call them up, yell, which is the person on the phone did not pack them, ship them. Right. Or, or they're is it not driving the truck. Yeah, they're yeah. not driving the UPS truck. Um, so you yell at them. You immediately cancel the order. You rush to find a secondary supplier. You spend more money on shirts that you've never used before. Yeah. You order the shirts. You do them. Maybe maybe it doesn't go so terrible. The shirts turn out well. Yeah. Now your customer calls back again. Now they want these shirts again from that other supplier, which are more expensive, less profitable, harder to get. You don't have the same business you, you, relationship. You've hit your margin long term. Yeah. And, and you, you still have to do something with that shipment of shirts that will get to your shop eventually. Yeah. And you, because you tried to cancel them, but they're going to send them anyway because yep. you get them because you call it to cancel, but they're already on the truck. I mean, you can imagine all these things that happen. So you got to slow down. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so here, here's what we would like is yeah. I think after the, um, after the podcast is done is is I'd love you guys to all have a list of the bad things that may happen and what you're going to do when they happen. Yes. So, you know, as we're talking, you know, jot things down that you can imagine in your business might happen. You know, equipment failure, you know, we're going to go through some, but, you know, keep your own notes. What are the bad things that might happen that prevent me from being successful and make, making money in business? And what am I going to do about them when they happen. Yeah. And because they will. What you could do for a pre-exercise yeah. is write down a few thing, bad things that have happened. Oh, yeah. Okay? okay. So if you've already had two or three bad things that happened within your business, or it could be in your personal life, but it's business related, like right. maybe, you know, a financial issue or something like that. Um, say, write some down and these I did. All right. I did good on this one. What, right. what lessons can I learn from myself? Yeah, I, like I did a lot. poorly in this one. What could I or should I have done differently? And then you now you start to build up some, this is good, this was bad, and you build up a trend. Yeah. And then you take that and you think of it on forward examples. And then we're going to show you some things here where you're going to write some things down, you're going to take notes, and you're going to have a plan in place for a bunch of predictable problems. Things yeah. that 
um, have happened to all of your competition, and if they haven't happened to you, they right. probably will one day because they're common issues. I think that's going to be our next survey in the custom apparel startups. Yeah, Facebook group. What issues? Yeah, what, what have been your big yeah, problems? Yeah, it's great. Um, so, and then the third thing. So don't panic, don't make irrational decisions, and the last are do execute the plans that you have in place because you listen to this podcast. That's my favorite. That's <laughs> yes. my favorite. And then call us and give us credit. Yeah, okay. That's really that's really what we want. That's all we're that's looking really, for. That's the credit yeah, it's, for um, having done nothing more than tell you to solve your problems in a good way. <laughs> um, well, let's wrap this podcast up. Yeah, all right. I think that's good. <laughs> so you take credit for everything. Uh, everything good your children have ever done, then I gather, right? Yeah. Okay. And everything bad was their fault. Because they didn't listen to your advice. Or their mothers. Okay. One, one the right. Although I'd never say that to her. Okay. All so right. um, the, the first one that we're going to talk about, the first bad thing that will happen at some point, um, is one that we have experience with because I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but mm -hmm. Coldesi and Coleman and Company have been in business for either 21 or about 50 years, depending mm -hmm. on how you look at it. Um, and, <laughs> and we have either, either about 21 or 35,000 customers uh -huh. that we've put in or, or grown their business. So, I mean, think about how many pieces of equipment that is. Yeah. Um, and some of them get old and some of them break. And believe it or not, even if you buy the best piece of equipment, mm -hmm. even your Mercedes or your Lambo at some point mm -hmm. is going to need more than an oil change. You know, it's equipment. If you use it, it's going to break. And in some cases, if you don't use it, um, it's going to break. So it's not, you know, uh, if your equipment has an issue, it's what are you going to do when your equipment has yes. an issue. Yes. And, and you have to remember that the equipment is not that this is important for this, but this equipment also falls under computers, laptops, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your software. iPads, software, anything that you use that's a, that's a piece of technology for your, even your phone. Yeah. You know, these are all things that will break. And you and then the reason, reason why this is so important is uh, because people will run into, well, I've got the best of this and the best of this. I've got, I've got, you know, the, just imagine I got the yeah. iPad. I bought the best desktop computer. Yeah. I've got the best uh, DTG printer out there. I've got the best and whatever you're thinking, you got the best at and not, and they don't break, right. you know, because I've, I've had this name brand of cutter for 15 years and I've never had one problem. That's great. That's why they're considered to be great. Yes. However, that doesn't mean that none of them have ever broken. Yeah, and honestly, that's probably not true anyway. They're just they just don't remember yeah. all the issues. And it also they really don't. the damaging of equipment isn't necessarily the equipment or the manufacturing fault. You're talking power surges. Yeah. Well, you you spill coffee on something. I, I mean, mean there's so be, many. Things. It could be you or your employees. Yeah. You think your employee is doing everything right. And they, um, you know, they put pre-treat instead of white ink in the bottle yeah. for some reason. No one can figure out why that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but it does happen. So, so equipment's going to fail. What, what are some things you could do, Mark? Um, well, the first thing to do is to, well, first I want you to understand this, is your equipment will only fail when you're trying to use it. Yes. Okay. It's not going to fail when you're not using it. So it will fail in the middle of, in the middle of an order. You need to figure out what you're going to do. The first thing that you're going to do is make it easy to... Find your uh, vendor's uh, service information um, and know for a fact who do you contact them, what's the best way to contact them, and what do they require. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you have a piece of cold SE equipment and you have a problem, you know, we've got a great support site. So, here's what you can do. Number one, you go to support.coldesi.com mm -hmm. and you fill out a, um, a support request. They always ask for pictures. You should know that in advance. So if something that it's if it's something visual, take a picture of it included in the request. 
Um, at the same time, right after you do that, go check out the Cold Essie Coleman uh, YouTube channel and see if there's any solutions there because you may fix the problem by the time it. Um, yeah, and there's, um, and there's the back on, on support site, uh, there's also uh, solutions and common things on there you run into Absolutely. As well. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what you want to know is you want to know, like, what is the procedure for getting help with the software, with the hardware, with anything having to do with running your business? Yep. And I would even, and again, true with if you have a computer, if whatever it is, yes. you've got to know where on this, where you can fix everything. And another thing you can do in for preventative on, on, on top of this yeah. is before you have an issue, visit the support site. Kind of get familiar of it. Know where you see some videos. Maybe right. you just skim them over, and then that but one minute glance could trigger something six months from now. You'd be like, you know what? I remember looking at. They that. have a solution for that, and yeah. you didn't even have to open up a ticket. Yep. So it's kind of just, and that's the equivalent of uh, of anything. You know, you get your phone, just flip through the instructions and the, and the manual. One thing I often do is when I get something new, um, I go to the troubleshooting section. I just yeah. look at what problems can happen. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. When I go to setup, if any of this happens, I know it's right here. You're, you're, the, you're the worst kind of yeah. pessimist. You really, <laughs> you really are. I, I only read the instructions after I'm finished on the third tech support call. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so all that's true. And what you really should do is, is you should know in advance what's covered under warranty and what you're going to have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you, um, when you buy a new car, uh, even if it's a seven-year or 57-year bumper-to-bumper warranty, you understand that if you never change the oil, that's going to impact your warranty. Mm -hmm. um, if you get a flat tire, if um, you know if there's road damage. So even with a warranty, even with a great warranty, there are things that you're going to be responsible for. So what you should do in advance is you should know what those are and how much they're going to cost you. Yeah. And which leads to the next one, um, to set set aside some emergency funds yep. for the possibility of something going wrong. Right. So this could be again everything. It's not we're talking a lot about equipment because we have the most experience. Right. But if your phone, you know, falls into a lake while you're you know while you're fishing. Right. You you're going to need to replace that phone as soon as possible because you receive especially if you run your business from yes. your mobile phone yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to need to replace it immediately. Do you have the money to be able to go and replace that phone ASAP? Yeah. Or do you do you have a uh, and this goes to something farther down? Do you have an old phone that you can turn on temporarily? There you go. Yeah. To take care of it. So you know it's not about it. There's going to be a disaster. Yeah. You know. So um, the more you know in advance about what you're going to do to respond to it the less of a disaster it's yeah. going to be. And so with equipment, that's that's it. And one of the things we have, like they have, um, there's the DTG, the M2 has like an emergency kit. Yeah. What's it called? An emergency kit. Okay, there we go. That, that's what it is. Um, and you can, so you actually can buy a kit in case these are the these are the common things that people yeah. damage. Yeah. And it's the same with an embroidery machine. There's things that will be replaced, uh, like your, your rotary hook. Yeah. Your bobbin case. You're going to hit a hoop, so you're going to need to replace the reciprocator. Yeah, these are things that you can just buy ahead of time, knowing that you have it. And, and anyone who's like my neighbor, he's always prepared for something to break in his house. Right. And so I always stop by there first when something breaks. Because yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of those uh, PVC connectors. You never know when those sprinklers are going to bust. Listen, I just I just, <laughs> I just, just had a great idea for a website yeah. that we should start. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Customapparelpreppers.com. Okay. So we could, we could prep for the end of things for a couple all right. Um, so uh, the you should have protected that URL. Ahead of time. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So I, I like this last tip even more because um, it makes sense and it will it will help you relax. It's certainly mm -hmm. the first thing that. 
that we advise people when they're, we're talking to them on the CAS group. Um, if you have an equipment failure, if you have a problem, if you can't um, get an order out, the most common thing that we that we hear is, I have to get the order, this order out, out by X or I'm gonna lose this customer. Yep. So how valuable is that customer? You should have people that you've vetted in advance um, that can back you up. You should have contract decorators that you can call. Mm -hmm. um, we do that all the time. If you have a, you know, if you do transfers and you got a bad batch of paper, or if you do transfers and your heat press goes down and you can't do that, who can you call that can place that, that can fulfill that order for you on your behalf that you trust? Yeah, especially if you're like you mentioned power being. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. if there's a major power outage in your area that that knocks you down for two days, yeah. You know that your heat press requires power, and that backup little power source is going to be fine gonna, for running your computer and taking a phone a call, press, yeah. but not a heat press. Yeah. So, um, you know, these things are important. And what we see on customer apparel startups on our Facebook group is. Um, people going on to Facebook in an emergency. I need something ASAP. Yeah. Can someone get this out for me? And that is not quite a panic, but it's you're close. going to it's Facebook close. talking to strangers, yeah. semi-vetted strangers, right, but, but strangers that you've had no opportunity to personally vet, yeah. and you're asking them to help you with your customers. Even though I'm confident you're not, you could be talking to someone that's never actually produced an order on time. Yeah. You know, you could talk to somebody that has crappy equipment or um, can't really do artwork, or doesn't really know how to digitize. Yes, or never took their training, calls themselves a professional, yeah. and when you see their work, you're blown away that anybody would want to buy it from right. them. And when all of their problems were just the simplest things, they just don't do it correctly. So it's it's really important, I think, that you, you do have this. This is one of my most, of most important things, because picture this. Um, it is the Wednesday evening before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. And your um, your print and cut printer goes down, mm -hmm. and you have a big order to get out by Sunday. So you are going to a cry. Yep. <laughs> B call up the uh, manufacturer and uh, and yell at them. Um, uh, C you are going to stay up until three o'clock in the morning uh, doing something by hand with a paintbrush. Okay, or D, you've done all this work in advance, you've got a backup, so you pick them up, say, hey, can you do 25 shirts for me by this? Here's the customer's name and address. Um, I appreciate it. And then you calmly work out the issue with the equipment. Yep. And so you get to pick one of those. You're, let me rephrase that. You're going to pick one of those. Yes, you're going. You're, you're, you're picking something. that right now. Something's going to happen. You just you, you just have to decide which one's right. Yeah, you. or you're going to ignore it, not tell your customer it's not going to be delivered on time, or ignore their phone calls for three days, and then just show up on Wednesday morning before they're in their office, deliver the box, and run away before they can see you. And get that one-star Google <laughs> review. Um, so, and another thing with this, the, uh, the last one is going to be the same for all of them. Yeah. Spoiler alert here. Um, under promise and, and over deliver yeah. on your delivery time. So, yeah, that's so good. if your equipment goes down on Wednesday, then the, the do the, you're not producing apparel on Wednesday for something that's due on Thursday. Right. You should really never be yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do um, because that's when you're rushed, that's when you make mistakes, and that's when equipment goes down. It puts you into a real big, that is the equivalent of a fire in a cave right there. You've got, broken equipment and a stack of blank shirts 
and you need to, and it does again doesn't in a matter cave? how. Yeah, and it, not well, the, there's a fire. A there's, a there's a cave. There's a fire in a cave. We're not in a micro bar, okay? Can you just <laughs> just be thankful for that? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, if you don't get that, go back and listen to the podcast on. Um, Trademarks, yeah, or don't. Yeah, no, that was a good podcast. It was a good podcast. It's an important one um, as well. So go back and listen to one on trademarks. You'll get that joke because we'll never stop telling it. (laughs) Um, But under promise and over deliver on your on the times when you need to deliver things. Leave leave that cushion. Yeah, leave Leave that that cushion cushion. this way because anything can happen during that period of time. So, so at this point, if you if you want to pause the podcast and write this down while it's still fresh, Mm -hmm. um, you can do that. What are you going to do if there's an equipment issue? Okay, you're going to find a contract decorator. You're going to make yourself familiar with the support procedures, Mm -hmm. where you can get tech support information. Um, You're going to figure out what's under warranty and what's not. You're going to make sure that you take responsibility for having the things that you need to get back and running fast enough. Because the only person that's going to cost money is you. Yep. And okay. have at, bat, the backup parts was one in addition yeah. to the money. Yeah. Um, if you look at, if you've, uh, if anyone's ever watched uh, like racing or any type of sport, really, yep. but in general, but one I think of is racing is that if something breaks on that car, they pull it into the pit and they open up the engine, they've got an extra one yeah, ready to go. But in their industry, they have to have an extra of everything because it literally has to be fixed now. Right. So for you, you know, be prepared for some of those things. Yep. Um, so the next one uh, we wrote down is just the internet being down. And it happens, it happens more than you'd think. Mm-hmm. If you're in, in an area with very stable, you know, uh, fiber optic, uh, you know, internet, and your service to pro- provider is, um, is really on the ball all the time, I want to know where you live because I'm going to move there. <laughs> but it, it, but if that's the case, know that that's not the yeah. way it is in in a lot of the country. Yeah, and most of it. Yeah, in most of the country, you know, internet is fairly reliable. But there will be a day when you're closed. You're not getting any business because you can't receive orders. Yeah, and we had um, where I live. You yeah. know, I live in a fairly newer area of of. Of like the Tampa Bay area, yeah, it's, it's like, like outer suburbs. It's like it's like Beverly Hills. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just that far. Like Beverly Hills is to LA, which is is where Mark Vila lives. Uh, I would say it's like where I live is the suburbs, and then there's nothing past me. Right. So I'm the end of the suburbs, right? right. It's suburbs and then farms. I just literally. want to point that. I just uh, want to highlight that comment for Warrior Consulting. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Who lives yeah. past? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a different direction. It's past. okay. You say so. But uh, in that direction, there's still civilization. Where I live, you stop and I can see farms. Right. So um, this, it's not, so the farms are doing farming. Yes. And they don't rely on the internet as much, necessarily. Right. Um, where if I'm working from home, I rely on the internet 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? And uh, the internet, so any the reason why I mention that is because we've got, like, really new cable stuff that was put down. They just okay. put down new stuff, like, a year ago. Okay. So the internet's never gone down, not even for a second in, like, 18 nice. months. Okay. You know, something like that. Well, the other day, a major junction went down. There was like 20,000 people in the area with no internet. Right. And, and the whole, you know, like almost the whole zip code or whatever it was. And so it's, you know, I think about it like, no, I'm, it's not like when you're in Tampa where it goes down, you know, yeah. almost once a month for yeah. a half a day. Yeah. No, I'm in an area where it's perfect. And, and, but I Surprise. do have a plan for that. 
because what? What's one of the solutions that you can have for if your internet? I, I used it. I used it on a on a short trip just a, a few weeks ago. Is um, I have a modern cell phone. Yep. Um, that I can use as a mobile hotspot. So I really I just hooked a USB cable up to my laptop, turned off the Wi-Fi, and I was set. Yeah. So it was about a thirty second solution. Um, but it was only 30 seconds because I'd done it before. Yeah. If I if you've never done that before, if you're interested in using your phone as a backup Wi-Fi hotspot, then um, call your provider in advance and make sure that you have a plan that includes that. Because I found the first time I tried it that not every plan does. Yep. Um, and uh, and then get to know how to do it because man, it is a fast and easy solution. Yeah, and do it a few times yeah. just for practice. Yeah. And then in addition to it, it's going to be really cool. I mean, this that's a, and the, what's awesome about this stuff is these solutions solve other problems that are not even problems. Okay. So for example, you're at a ballpark and you are getting you're talking to somebody about business. Yes. And you've got you know uh, your laptop there. Right, because you just okay. came from the office, right? You're going to see your kids' game. Yep. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're you're at a baseball game. You're at a baseball game, right? You, you have came. the laptop. You have the laptop on your it's, lap. It's in your about briefcase. You got it tethered to a phone. But you do, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's in your backpack, and you talk to somebody, and they happen to be a really hot business opportunity. Okay. And you say, you know what? After the game, I could just type something for you real quick. Oh yeah. And you know, okay. and you can open it up. And yeah. So it's anyway. There's these cool things that you can do with these solutions. So you said after the game, I would have said, "Hang on, I, I'm at bat next. <laughs> I'm at bat. My soon as I'm my, done. My kid's not at bat, so I'm not paying attention. <laughs> okay. <there you> go. <laughs> uh, That's no, great. But, but you should know. I mean, so what are yeah. you going to do when the internet goes down? So I don't know what your plan is. You know, maybe if you if the cell phone thing is an option for you, maybe. Um, Maybe you have family or a good friend that lives uh, and they have an, another ISP. Yep. Right? They have another service provider over at your cousin Louie's house. Um, maybe the local bar has Wi-Fi that's, that's you know, gets five bars 100% of the time. Yeah. Whatever Micro you need bar? to do. Could be. <laughs> okay. Could be. It could be. And uh, if, you have, if you have another, if there's a competing internet service providers yeah. in your area and there's other small businesses that you're friendly with, you can also just make this plan together to say, hey... By I the love way, that idea. Um, if the internet ever goes down for your company, feel free to jump on my Wi-Fi yeah. and vice versa, and uh, or come down to my shop and, and I'll let you log in here, whatever it might be. Or, I mean, honestly, if you have a backup, you could put an antenna on top of your cave. Okay, so you can keep the fire going with the baby, and there's an antenna. You could. Uh, you okay. could wait. I'm not going to ask. Internet you. is down. Okay, that, so number three, <laughs> moving on, right. is you you're going to ruin shirts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to. How else to say this? If you're a new apparel decorator, if you're an existing one, if you have equipment that you've been working on for years, if you just got some brand new stuff, if you always use the same vendor and the same shirt model for everything that you do, or you switch them out all the time, one of those things is not gonna happen right. You're gonna ruin somebody's shirts. Yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's, there's so many things. Yeah. Um, you're going to, you're supposed to uh, left chest logo and you right chest logo. You know, you're gonna put because it on the, the shirts inside out. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna put it on the front. You're gonna sew the front and the shirt of the back together. Right. You're going to um, you're gonna not press it at the right temperature. There's gonna be a spelling error. Yeah, spelling error. Yeah. Um, it's just there's gonna be so many things that ways you're gonna ruin. You're gonna spill coffee on a shirt if you happen to have coffee next yes. to where you're doing your shirts. I mean, there's so many variables and things. I mean, I'll even shirts. include you're gonna actually have the wrong shirt. You yeah. Get, you get two orders in at the same time and you just pick the wrong box. Oh yeah. Or your employee picks the wrong box and they sew the uh, you know the the plumbing company's logo 
on the baseball team's hats. Yeah. You know, um, so you're going you're gonna to screw up. Um, so you've got to have a plan on what to do about that. So um, you, you mentioned about, and I love this one, and I'm going to give you the credit for this one, order for wastage. Right. So um, and this lesson comes from anybody who's a contractor. Yeah. So if you've done construction yourself um, and you're in your own home or something like that, then, you know, when you're doing floors, you buy extra yes. tiles, you buy you buy everything yeah. you account for wastage. I ended up with 100 percent too much vinyl floors. Yeah, I really did. I finished. I'm like, where did all these boxes come from? <laughs> you, yeah, that was a bit much, much it, on the it wastage. It was, it was. But um, it's a great idea to have some wastage on shirts. Yeah. So, um, so that it, means, you know, when you place your order, depending on how confident you are yeah. and how unusual the garment is, you might order an extra 10%. Yeah. You know, uh, an extra 20%. Yeah, order a cup for larges and, and mediums and smalls. Order yeah. an extra couple of each, depending on the size of the order. Naturally. Yeah, and maybe if you it's know. the first time you worked with a shirt that you, because you want to run a test first. Mm -hmm. Make sure everything works out and you don't want to do it. Somebody orders five shirts, you order five shirts, you test the first one and you screw something up. You know, now what do you do? You got to order one and pay right. shipping on one. Yeah. So order wastage. Um, you can also ask your supplier about returning things. Yes. They might have a, they might have an ability for you to return some. So then you always order wastage, and then you always return some. Yeah. Of it. That Love could that. might be an option. Um, the the also these extra pieces you order. I mean, and we've talked about this in other podcasts. You can use those as sale items. You can use them as sample items. You can use them when if your customer calls back and needs an extra one or two. Yeah. Like there's a lot of great things that this wastage can do. Right. And uh, folks do it all the time with. Um, tiles and flooring and wood when they're building or, things. Or order a little extra. Yeah, they that, order extra really... and then they take the wastage and they turn it into a table. Yeah. You know, or whatever it might be. So yeah. you'll use the wastage for something or you might be able to return it even. So and, find that out. But let's say that you don't have that opportunity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you you got an order for two dozen shirts, you ordered two dozen shirts and you spelled the word shirt wrong. You left out the R and okay. the I. Yeah, okay. The R. Yeah. Um, you left out a letter. <laughs> And you've got all these shirts, so what are you going to do? <laughs> so I promise, you know, once again, you're going to. This is going to happen to you if you're in the t-shirt business for ten years. All this stuff is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. But for this mm -hmm. one, you know, what are you going to do? You um, you order the extra shirts yep. just in case you screwed one up. The whole order is bad. So what are you going to do about that? Do you have a policy in place on how to deal with your customers? Do you have vendors that you can rely on to? to send you new shirts, you know, overnight. So it might be something like this. So I got in an order for two dozen shirts and um, I, you know, I'm screen printing, it's three colors. And for some reason, um, the color of the ball and the logo was wrong on every shirt. Mm -hmm. In that circumstance, in this kind of circumstance, these are the things that I'm going to do. Number one, you're gonna call your customer if it's due soon, if you didn't do the uh, under promise and, and over deliver, you're going to call your customer and let them know, say, hey, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. There's going to be a slight delay in your order. Is it okay if I deliver them X? Mm -hmm. um, then you're going to call your vendor and say, do you have any more of these shirts mm -hmm. in stock? Can you overnight them to me? Um, and you're going to have like the funds and the presence of mind and the phone numbers in place so that you know, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. This is how I'm going to react to it. I'm just going to take care of it. I'm not going to let it ruin my life. Yes. Right? And, and so part of all of this is um, that the profitability in your order is enough that even if you ruined all the shirts and had to reorder them, yes, you aren't, you didn't lose. A You're at least breaking even. You're at least breaking even. 
you know, and uh, or even making a few bucks. Yeah. So that's important. Um, the second is the, the under promise and over deliver is that you never even have to call your customer. Now I do understand because a comment in this would say, um, well, everybody orders shirts at a rush. And I would say, well, um, it, it feels that way, but that's not true. Right. Uh, just the same way if I talk to our supply reps here, they say everyone, everyone needs their supplies tomorrow. Nobody can wait. And then you call up, you call up nine out of 10 people say, oh, oh, it's no big deal that your truck's delayed. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just get a Monday. Yeah. Like, and most of the people say that. You yeah. only feel the ones that are yelling at you because they, they need it sooner. Yeah. Um, and they should have followed some of this advice because they should have ordered it sooner. They should listen to the podcast. <laughs> they should listen to the podcast. On their own time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, you need to uh, have that delivery time in mind. You need to have the money. And the money set up well, profitability set up well, delivery yeah. time set up well, and then a, and then a way to speak to your customers. Yeah, and then you know if you if you have screwed up in a way that's damaging to your customer's business, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, I mean they came to you for a service and you failed to deliver, even if it wasn't your fault. You know, still the responsibility is yours. Don't get defensive. Don't get angry. Have something worked out in advance. Whether it's not, you know, look, I'm really sorry about this. I know I put you in a tough spot. Tell you what I'm going to do is um, I'll deliver your next order for this price, or let me um, come down since you don't have the shirts, and I'll just stand in the stands and yell everybody's name as they yeah. walk out onto the field. <laughs> you know, whatever you're going to do, yeah. you know, figure That's something good... out that will make your customer feel good about coming back to you. Yeah. And I will tell you a secret is that if you screw up and if you fix it, customers like that better yeah. than if you were perfect the entire time. Yeah, they yeah. really well, do. They, they, it, it they shows integrity. To it. Yeah, 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 they relate to it. They know it. No matter, no matter how our, we'll have customers here that will call up and they will be furious that UPS delayed their delivery because there right. was a, there a bridge went out in Tennessee. Yeah, right. And and that's our fault. Damn bridges. Um, and none of them will ever admit they've ever been late on anything ever to a customer. Right. But they know that they have. You know, right. and we know we have. Everyone has. It's it's a part of doing business, yeah. right? So, um, although not as often as yeah. the other vendors, in not our space. definitely, definitely not. not. <laughs> I can I can guarantee you that. Um, so uh, there was that brings us thing. to number four. Yeah, <laughs> there was one other thing I was thinking of. Oh, uh, compensating them for the delay. One thing that you could do is, and I saw somebody post this a while ago. Okay. They said that the customer. Um, was said they wanted a refund on everything because they were going to be one day delayed on de on delivery because they had to have the shirts by Friday. They placed the order on like a Tuesday. It was a yep. worst case scenario. Yep. So for one, like maybe they shouldn't have taken that order, but they did. They wanted the money, yep. right? You're greedy for yeah. the money. I mean, I would probably do it. You too. wanted the money. Let's yeah. be specific. You wanted the money. I, w I would probably want the money. I'd probably take the order. Mm -hmm. But one thing you can do is you can protect yourself in your documentation too. So you can put in your documentation when a customer signs off on an order that if they don't order in at least X days in advance, you you cannot be penalized for not delivering on time. Yeah. You know, and you could put that in there, even though they don't want to hear that and there's not much to it. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're having, they want you to make shirts in four days. Yep. It's almost a favor that you're doing that for yes. them. And then something happens beyond be your control. They'll be very angry if you don't. Um, yeah. And then, and then you say, well, I know I can't give you all your money back. I already ordered the shirts. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. they didn't get here on time. That's not my fault that the truck, you know, caught on fire. Agreed. So. I mean, it might be. Yeah. If it was by a um, okay, so number four, um, your um, your supplier is out of whatever it is. Yeah. 
So uh, Coleman & Company is amazing. We have a bajillion dollars worth of inventory um, on almost everything that you can imagine as far as custom apparel goes. But you know what? Occasionally, the manufacturer will run out. Yeah. Or occasionally, someone will change part numbers. Or you're going to call one day and you're going to look for the, you know, the, the platinum metallic thread that you bought in a 2001 because that, that spool is finally out. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a job to do and Coleman and Company might not have it. And this goes for any vendor in any part of your business yep. life. So if they don't have it, if your supplier doesn't have the ink or the toner that you need or the paper that you use or your, your, your regular place to buy screens doesn't have any or they're out of that screen printer's ink or your sublimation ink is, isn't, isn't there, your favorite t-shirt isn't available from your favorite t-shirt vendor anymore. You know, you've got to figure out what you're going to do in advance because when are you going to find out they're out? Yeah. You're going to find out they're out when you're out. Yes. Yeah. And, and what's what's crazy about this is we've seen this happen um, various times in the history of Coleman and Company. And oftentimes being out on these things becomes a layered issue. You know, it's not just the fact that um, that we sold a bunch and didn't, didn't order any and then right. we don't have it. You know, so oftentimes it could be, you know, if it's a shirt that's that's out for, for apparel supplier that they have a factory in Honduras that produces these garments yeah and they don't own the factory right they buy from this factory and the people who run that factory were really poor business people and the government shut them down right. because they didn't pay any taxes yeah and now so they don't get any shirts well this company doesn't call them up and say hey by the way the government oh yeah just shut us down I mean no they're in jail Right. Yeah. So, or there's one person still manning the phones that just keeps putting you off. Yeah, and then all. So it's like you think about that. Well, that happened six weeks ago. There's there's shirts on a boat. There's shirts in a factory, right. and all this stuff, and nobody knows that this order that's supposedly being produced for eight weeks. That's that it, it stopped. It's not there. Four yeah. weeks ago, it's not right. there, and nobody knows until it's basically too late for everybody. And 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 that's an extreme case. No, but but but, it, but it's not unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, just um, I think it was last year, or the year before, there was a uh, there was a strike at the port of Los Angeles. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. where most things that are sold in America yeah. come in through the port of Los Angeles. So there were tons of industries all over the country that had delayed shipments for two or four or six weeks. You know, that's, this is going to happen to you, whether or not it's shirts, um, if you sell promotional products, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you are going to, um, your, your supplier is going to run out. Yeah. So, so what are the, some of the steps that you can take in advance of that happening? So, um, you know, we had put, you know, keep stock of your most important things. Wait. I mean, be realistic. Yeah. You can't keep stock oh, of okay. thread and ink. Oh, yeah. So you cannot you know, keep toner. stock of CMYK, of five skin numbers. Um, but no, but, you know, some things understand. It's hard to keep a stock on, right? Like, right. we sell rhinestones. There are, I think we have, I forget how many skew numbers of rhinestones. We have, like, 500. Yeah, something there's a like lot. that between stones and studs. It's hard to keep the inventory that we have. You, as a shop, are probably not going to keep the inventory we have. Right. Um, so, yes, you have somebody who, who wants a specialty color and a specialty size. You've got to just order it when it comes. Yeah. Keeping that stock's unrealistic. I see so, where you're going. But, um, but however, if it's, if it's a simple thing, if it's white thread, 
and black thread. It's clear rhinestones. Yeah, it's you know, crystal, crystal rhinestones. It's it's you have a printer that has four sets of toner, yeah. or four sets of ink, CMYK, CMYW, yeah. whatever it is. You should keep some of those in stock. I mean, yeah. these, these are your emergency things because also you never know what can happen. What we talk about machine breaking, but supplies can break too. What? Yeah. Well, you mentioned somebody accidentally mixed pre-treat with their ink. Yes, that's you've, true. You've broken the ink. Right, okay. Um, so the, having, like having you know, extra ink is a spare. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever it is. You know, I mean, you talked also about um, putting the wrong color. Yeah. Or, or misspelling shirt by not putting the yes. R in. Yes, yes. Um, and you used all of that paper or that vinyl to make that. You've broken it. You know, it's damaged. So your supplies yeah. get damaged too, having extra, especially of your most important ones. Right. Um, so bobbins and, and white and black thread for embroidery. The same standard color vinyl. Same, same yeah, white and black and red and vinyl. It, it doesn't have to be to be very common for us. It could just be something that you use all the time. Sure. You could be, you know, the, the local high school's color could be violet and and August gold or yeah. something. And so it's a it's a struggle for you to find supplies that are like that. Don't put yourself in a position where you're calling your vendor, whoever it is, and saying, um, I just ran out of X and I need to finish an order by this weekend. Yeah, so here's how you do it. Um, your minimum inventory that you would carry would be say one or two of this item and it depends on how fast you turn this yeah. right but let's just say you go through a bottle of ink a month i'm, I'm gonna say okay. i'm gonna say yeah at least if it's not a bottle of ink then it's several orders worth yes several orders it's yeah. like i the the standard kind of rule that i've always said is like you have 60 days on hand okay right okay. like 30 to 60 days on hand ready to go at all points in time so what's good about that is you're turning that inventory let's just say 60 days worth, you're turning the inventory six times a year. That's yep. a great turn on inventory yep. in regards to, and from a business perspective, having mm -hmm. two years worth of stuff in stock. Now you're a prepper. Yeah, that's yeah, bad for your you're inventory. A... You're not turning it over enough. You want to have fresh stuff, you know, three, four, five times a year. CASpreppers.com. Yeah, CASpreppers. Oh, you just ruined another. I know. Stop it's, it. It's going to be great. Um, so, you, so what do you do? You have 60 days of ink on hand. When you... When you use up ink and you're down yeah to a certain number of days that's when you order your zero is not zero your yeah. zero is 60 days worth right or your zero is 30 here, here's days here's what we have to tell you we've done our pet peeves on a lot of podcasts. yeah so if you run out of ink if you run out of toner if you run out of paper in the middle of an order or right before a rush order it's your fault yeah no it's, it's your fault because you're not you're not planning for your business and I understand that, and we'll get to cash in a minute. Mm -hmm. I understand that, you know, uh, there may be some financial issues um, with ordering stuff in advance. But you guys, you you need to get there or this is what your life is going to be. It's like. going to happen again. Yeah. And, and many times over. And, the yeah, paper is true of it. You know, yeah. if you have a, a digital heat effect system and you've got paper, you should never be getting down to five sheets. You should be getting down to... A box or two boxes or whatever thirty days worth. I should never see. I should never see your post on one of our Facebook groups saying, "Hey, does anybody have ten sheets of A and B?" Yeah, because I need to complete this order today. 
Yeah, I hope the answer is no. Yeah. Buy some. Buy yeah. a box. Have it in a closet. Does is anyone near Atlanta have ten sheets? Right. You know that mm. that means that it, you poorly managed. Now, I again, this doesn't account for emergencies. We I know understand. you're going to get better too. Yeah. We're not judging. Yeah. No. But yeah. Right. I mean, you accidentally put uh, an entire stack of paper on your heat press to store overnight. You left your heat press on, <laughs> and it melts it is all. Is that together. a thing? Did I don't do know. That? I mean, anything can happen. That's great. But no, I mean, accidents happen, and right. there's a difference between an accident and now you're trying to fix. For, right. for a solution, but if you prep, what you're, all you're doing is reducing the percentage chance that one of these accidents is going to happen and not be solvable. That's right. what we're looking here. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are never going to prep, prepare for everything and never have an issue kind of blow up in your face. But if you're prepared for most of it and you're in a good position, you've yeah. reduced your percentage down the line. Yeah. If you if you look back on your career, if you've been in this for one, two, three, five years, something like that then you've already recognized at least half a dozen circumstances that you've been through mm -hmm. and can probably appreciate how much more relaxing it would be and how much more successful you'd be um, in your business and with your customers and how low, how much lower your blood pressure would be yeah. if you were prepared <laughs> for these things. Like, Which brings me to number two, which I hate to talk about. Okay. Um, but you should find an alternative supplier for the common items that you carry. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if your favorite shirt is um, by Sanmar, it's a district made, um, and it's a specific model number. Well, um, Sanmar makes that makes that shirt. Um, they make that shirt. Um, if they are ever out, if their um, factory in Honduras or Vietnam burns down, if the ship sinks, you know, what are you going to do about yeah, that? They discontinued our favorite shirt. They did. You so know, what's, your, so yeah. what's your number two? What, what else do you like? Is there a Bella canvas? You know, you should have these things like, okay, Sanmar doesn't have this shirt. I'm going to order this one. Yeah. The, yeah. There's a Gildan one I like. There's a Haynes one I like. There's a Bella one that I like. Yeah. There's one from TSC Apparel I like. You know, you've got kind of your, your book of stuff that's your alternatives. They're ready to go. I mean, all that stuff is 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 important. Yeah, and and it may not it may not be your favorite vendor. For example, believe it or not, almost any brand thread will work will work in an Avance fifteen hundred one C. Yeah. So if you are out of magenta metallic, and we don't have that, um, and it's an emergency, you can find other people that sell it. Yeah. You know. And what's interesting is I've had this conversation on the phone a few times with people where I say. Um, do you know, is there a local sewing center in your area? Chances yeah. are yes, they're yes. everywhere. Um, their thread that they sell and the bobbins that they sell and the backing that they sell all will work for yeah. your job and they'll be a very probably good quality don't, too. Don't flush an $800 embroidery job because you're waiting for this particular backing to come from this particular vendor who's out. Yeah, what well, you, you could know. do, if you have a local, if you know that in, within a 30-minute drive, there's a local sewing center, you call them up and you say, hey, do you have this? How much is going to cost? It's definitely going to cost more money. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, that sucks. But you get the job done, you move past the emergency, because you know, you know what, back up, there's another company here that, there's a local company that sells vinyl, but it's for crafters, and it's really expensive. Yeah. But I can get it today. It'll work. It'll right. work. And and that means that I, I made you, because you made a mistake. 
mistake, right? You forgot yep. to order something, you ran out. You're, you're not follow, you're not you're not following our suggestion number one, which is keep stock of what you need. Yeah, you spelled right. shirt wrong. You spelled shirt wrong. <laughs> so apparently they were all out of eyes at the yeah. vinyl store. So you go to a local vinyl shop that's really just for crafters. It costs three times the amount of money, and that sucks. And you hate that you have to do that. And but you've also built in enough profit in your garments where you're not losing money in doing yeah. that, but you're keeping your customer happy. And you learn a lesson for next time. Before we get to no, for, before we get to number five, okay. I do want to just recap for a second, and then I want to mention something. Sure. So All right. We talked about um, what you're going to do when your equipment fails. Mm -hmm. We talked about what you're going to do when the internet is down, when you've ruined shirts, and when your supplier is out. So I hope you again are pausing after each one of these and writing down either past circumstances that you've gone through. Um, in ways that you could have done it better. You're writing down the issues that we've provided for you here and started strategizing how you are going mm -hmm. to overcome them. Um, and I also wanted to to tease a new product a little okay. bit. <laughs> there's, there's, there's something new coming all right. Um, in the in the t-shirt transfer business. So a normal day. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mark and I uh, joke all the time. There's always something new coming. Yeah, there's always something. new. Sometimes coming. we even know about it in advance. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. Um, but yeah, there's something new 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 coming. I'm really excited about to talk about that. Maybe at the next podcast, mm -hmm. we'll announce what it is. But um, you should be excited. Yeah. I just wanted to stop and say that. There's a new um, supply coming too. Okay. Yeah, that's not for transfers. Really? What yeah. Well, I'm, I can't tell you okay, yet. Fine. But and during the next podcast, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, the good news is, is that you'll find out about it um, the day before it goes on for sale. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> All right. So number five here is um, I have bad news. Very few companies start and then are successful and profitable from day one until the moment they close fifty-seven years later. Yeah. Okay, it, it rarely happens. I mean, look, Amazon, you know, um, Apple, Apple, Facebook, these yeah. companies did not did not make money right out of the gate. And they've all had bad months. Even the best companies in the world have a bad quarter and their stock goes down a little bit. Okay, so you're going to have a bad month. You're going to have a bad month financially. Things are going to go wrong personally. They're going to go mm -hmm. wrong in your business. You're going to have an unexpected expense that pops up and sucks all the cash out of your business. The, the, the thing that we want you to do here is figure out what you're going to do in advance yeah. um, when that happens. Yeah, I mean, you're going to lose a big customer. Yeah. You know, so many businesses are, are founded, found a lot of their growth on having just a handful of really large customers. Yeah, that's true. And um, even early in Coleman and Company. You know, there was there was a few really big customers that we yep. partnered with, yep. and then uh, and then many little customers. But the sum of the big customers was greater than all the small customers, and that's what happens in a lot of businesses: is that right. you're going to grow, and you might get a great customer that's going to turn out to be thirty percent of your business. Yeah. And however, um, they might not be in business it's, forever. Well, you know, they, they might. They might. And leave honestly, you. a lot of times, a lot of our customers um, that buy machines from us. They do business with schools, mm -hmm. and that's a huge percentage of their business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you if you do business with a lot of local high schools or with a particular county or any kind of a government agency, you know, hey, guess what? Every once in a while, they have to bid stuff out again. Yeah. Or maybe the policies change and they don't have the budget for that. Yeah, the person in charge retired, and there's a new person in charge. Yeah. And their cousin does embroidery. You know, I, I mean, any of those things. I love happen. that example. So, so uh -huh. what are you going to do in advance? I want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do when you have a really bad month? 
let's say in three months you're going to have 30 days where you make nothing. Yeah. You know, how are you going to handle that? So are you going to, um, you know, maybe one way would be, let me refresh, let me start out. Okay. Okay, so I had um, yet another business. Okay. Uh, back when it was difficult, I built a video editing system. Why do you fail so many times? I, I, I fail a lot. Um, <laughs> well, so, yeah, I mean, you. That's, and the thing is, let's just one comment on that yeah. is that you're you're going to fail a bunch of times in all of these things. Absolutely. I mean, you figure like, and and it's in the news all the time. Like, um, we look at the 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 president of our country owned you know donald trump owned many businesses he failed a lot and he failed a lot and and however he didn't fail at everything no you know and he did very well in other things so you have mm-hmm. to think about all the of whole that president stuff. thing is still the whole out. president it's, is out. Thing. it's still out for it's still out for debate i don't know <laughs> yeah, we'll the, see when he's done the fact the fact that you, he became the president <laughs> that's you know? a win but that's there's win. there's so many things so yeah you, those failures are going to happen though. so if you don't have a big cash reserve which is yeah. the first thing i would recommend you should have an emergency fund for your business just like you do for personal financing, right? Your personal finances. You should have money that you can reach into uh, when you have a bad month. The second thing is, is like in, in my own example, I actually almost succeeded myself out of business because I got a big um, order for a local a university TV station. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wasn't selling that much, but it was like a $60,000 order. And I had to spend $40,000 to fulfill that order. And I didn't have it. So um, what I did is I had this nice collection of credit cards mm-hmm. that I had a limit on um, that kept getting a little bit higher that I kept in a file cabinet drawer. So when I really needed it, I just pulled cash out of every one of those credit cards. But I knew that. I had them all wrapped up in a rubber band and stuck yeah. in a specific file. So I knew that's my bank. Yeah. Because I didn't have enough cash to do it. You know, what's your solution? Either, I mean, maybe, maybe it isn't a bad month. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something amazing happens and you get an order for 15,000 shirts for a golf tournament. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to do the same thing as if you had a crappy month. You're going to go around looking for money. You know, so what's, what's the plan? Are you going to um, build up a cash reserve? Are you going to have investors lined up? Yeah, people that 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 you can actually that will invest in your business. That's actually yeah. a great thought too, and um, that it's something that we it gets it's an uncomfortable thought, or you might not think about it, but right. you might have you know a, a friend or a relative or a business partner or, or somebody who owns a really big business already that you're really close with that you can always turn to and say, hey, great opportunity here for me. Yeah. I'm looking for somebody to help back me up on this, and you just tell them. Yeah. I got this contract. I, love I need this to fulfill it. Yep. This is what I'm going to do. And they're going to ask you all the tough questions. Oh, okay, well, what's this? Do you have a do you have, yeah, do you, do you have something anything written in there to protect our money like if you don't deliver on yeah. time that they that they're not going to, you know, cancel all, all the funds? Yeah. You know, and, the, and then you answer and you might have something available. And you can you. do the same thing even if you don't have that big opportunity and it's the reverse. You just had three really crappy months yeah. in advance, but you've got eight good months before that. So maybe you can go to that same person and say, listen, I've got this eight month track record. Mm-hmm. Something happened in the past three months. I haven't been able to, to get the sales that I had intended to. Would you work with me on trying to identify what's happened and then maybe invest so, so we can turn this around together? Yeah. You know, you could do something like that. It's a great way to bring in an investor, but you know, have these people in mind, have this money in mind, um, have a solution in mind before you go to 
pay the rent on your shop or the lease payment on your equipment. Um, and and you, you're too emotional to do anything. Yeah, and that's this one, number five, is really important to follow those first three steps of not panicking, don't make yeah. an irrational decision, and executing a plan. Because uh, a bad decision might be doing something, just, I'm gonna shut the business down. This was yeah. a mistake. You know, you know um, calling and, and yelling at your bank because they said no to a loan, where it's like, well, slow down. Are, are, were all the options explored with them? Calling, you know? call, like, calling and, and yelling at us because the leasing company won't let you out of the lease. Yeah. You know, so, so I had this conversation with a customer um, I think it's probably eight or nine months um, ago now that really stuck with me because um, he didn't do this mm -hmm. um, and he lashed out. So this customer was in a, a very small town uh, up north and he had purchased a digital heat FX system and he'd um, you know had a plan to do transfers. He worked in a trade before and he sees other people in the area being mm -hmm. successful with this and he had a big customer lined up for custom t-shirts. So by the time he got to me, he had already yelled at the supply rep and the support rep and the salesperson and, and finally, salesperson just got on got me on the phone because it sounded like more of a business problem. Okay. Okay, okay. so the equipment was working fine. Okay. He could make t-shirts, um, he just didn't have a sales plan. So as we talked through it, we, you know, I, I found out that he was charging $8 a shirt mm -hmm. and he was charging $8 a shirt and just working his ass off. I can't say it any other way. Yeah. He really was, he was working his ass off and he was probably losing a dollar for every shirt he sold. So he got to the point where he could make his lease payment, yeah. which is $220 on the digital heat effects on that. At that yeah. time. So here is, if he was, if I'd gotten to him sooner, mm -hmm. You know, he had a terrible business plan. He was selling shirts for $8 instead of $18 or 12 or 15 or 25 or $35, yeah. which is probably what his market would bear. He just couldn't ask for it. If he'd been selling that, then he wouldn't have a problem with his lease payment. And he'd only asked for help after it was too late. He never identified the problem. So, you know, you've got to have this, you know, this plan in place what are you going to do if things aren't working and you're not selling? Yeah. And hey, you can put us on the list. Sure. I'll just say that right now. If you go a month or two months and you can't figure out why you're not selling shirts, man, give us a call or send us an email and we'll help pick apart your marketing and figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely something in there that can always be fixed. You can always do something better. And also, you know, sometimes these things become out of your control. So yeah. for example, you work in a particular industry, you know, you're, you're supplying things for, um, uh, these fishing tournaments that happen in your area, yeah. right? And it's a local little thing. You make all these t-shirts, you do great. And something terrible happens. A storm comes through, messes up all the, the lake systems in your area. Yeah. There's a, a mass, a, 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 some sort of a mass extinction of fish. I mean, these things are like real world things that happen. You don't think about it, but industries die right. because of natural disasters or things that change in business. A, a coal mine dries up. Yep. I mean, who knows technology what? Technology changes. You know, technology changes. So all of a sudden, like now the fishing stuff's gone. Yeah. Your business fails. And literally because that there's no one to sell shirts to anymore. So, um, and, and and I think about it because like, like mentioning the like the president as an example, yeah. he was in these industries and they just went terrible. Yeah. Um, and then he took experience and things that he learned and people in business that he knew and yeah. another thing popped up, you know, and then there you go, there's a million dollars. Yeah, you yeah. know, but- um, That's the way it works for me. Yeah. I know, well, a million dollars. If you just... look at 
um, Steve Jobs, you know, with yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah, Apple, yeah. and it was the same thing. I mean, there's things tanked down. You look at all the the people who made it really big, yeah, and the companies who made it really big. Oftentimes, their history is not this start at the bottom, finish at the top. It start at the bottom, up, down, yeah, crash, yeah, fail. Absolutely. So if you're in an industry, even if it's something beyond your control, you got to bounce back. Like yeah. you've got the technology, you've got the education, all these skills. Plan for that. So say, well, what if, you know, I'm in this dance industry right here. What if something changes in this industry? And I think it goes back to, what, one or two podcasts ago where we talked about um, growing a small business. Oh, yeah, 12 and, steps. Yeah, the 12 yeah. steps. And, and the last step was to take what you learned and replicate it. So maybe part of your again. planning yeah. for bad months is getting another niche industry that you work in, that you're building up. So as this one's floating high and doing really well, you're making a bunch of money every month, you're building up something new. You only yeah. do sports stuff, and but on the side, you're also building up a little a little book of business of corporate apparel. Yeah. And then if the I sports like goes down, well, all right, I'm just gonna run with this corporate but, apparel. But I do, I, I do wanna change our number one. All I right. said, I think you should keep a cash reserve. I think you yeah, should right. have like the financing backup. But the first thing that you can do is if you're having a bad month or two, is to look back and seeing see what you've done for sales. Like yeah. what has your activity been? If I look back at my career and I've had a bad month, sometimes it's market conditions, but mostly it's because I forgot to do stuff. Yeah. You know, I didn't send out the same number of emails that I did. I didn't go to the corporate events. I didn't do the markets like I did last year this month. Yeah, or you didn't follow up with your current customers. A lot of these things are all related to the other 80 plus podcasts yeah. that are before this. Yeah. One of the things we talk about all the time and uh, is, so here we go, we back up, like you can't deliver to a customer, right? You can't deliver to a customer because they ordered four days before, mm -hmm. right? And something happened in those four days. Yep. Well, everyone orders only four days before because everyone does that. Right. However, you know, this is also a business that has an event every single year. If you listen to some previous podcasts and some marketing and sales tips, if you do business with this customer all the time and they're late ordering all the time, you know this event happens every spring. Just call them you for call God's them in the winter, yes. at the end of the winter, and you say, "We're going to do event this. coming up in spring, yeah. right? Still happening? Yep. Shirts need to get done, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's get let's get them ordered yeah, early yeah. this time. Let's get you in. Let's get you ready to go. Take, yeah. I want to take that stress off your plate. Love that. And so now you solve this problem of potentially being late on shirts where you made them you made them two weeks ahead of time man you know i mean you know? We're, we're we're close to wrapping things up i just want to say yeah. that this is like this is a good podcast yeah well it's important i really i really feel really like important. like if you if you guys do this you'll you'll do better than i've done yeah at all those businesses that i've closed yeah. you know is because like you're you're ready you you know you know what you're going to do and how you're going to handle it you're prepared when your equipment fails mm -hmm. in the middle of an order you know yeah. you know um, what you're going to do when the internet is down, when you ruin shirts, when your um, your supplier is out of stock or you're out of stock of whatever you need. You know what you're going to do if you have a bad sales month. You know, you make your own list of the other things that you can think of. You yeah. know what you're going to do if a tornado takes away your building. Yeah, and you or know? if your niche dries up, you've got a, a, yeah. another one behind it. And now listening to all of this, I know sometimes this, this will happen to me. When I'll listen to something about... 
uh, financial management or time management or marketing or doing business yeah. or help eating healthy, whatever it is, and you listen to it and you're like, wow, that was cool. I do none of that. I'm right. garbage. I, I, I'm depressed. Yeah. You know, like I should have been doing this five years ago. Any of these things are going to happen to me like tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like don't like when you listen to this, you can't go into a panic mode or into an anxiety mode. You just need to say, I don't do any of these things now yeah. or I do one of them. Um, now is the time to start getting going because chances are these big emergencies are not tomorrow right Chan they're just one day so you start to build it up now that's kind of like the you know the adage of like the best time to start saving is just now yeah you know because you don't beat yourself up that you didn't start five years ago you didn't right like okay right but you can right now so you can start doing these things now and uh start with little wins what am i gonna do if the internet's down yeah. It's a simple one. Yeah. You know, and then go into the bigger ones. What I'm going to do if I have one big niche business or one big customer that I de I'm dependent on, what I'm going to, what am I going to do if I'm going to go away? Yeah. And I start preparing for that now by finding other customers. Yeah. Are you dependent on just one big customer right now? And what are you going to do when they, what are you going to yeah. do when they, what are you going to do when they might not be there? I mean, you don't know any of these things can happen, but if you don't panic, if you don't make irrational decisions and you execute the plan yeah. that you've built because you listen to this podcast. Um, it doesn't mean that you're fireproof or bulletproof. What it means is that you are better than three quarters of the businesses out there. Yeah, ninety percent maybe. And and even better than that is you know I mean we we get the phone calls that are really people are so emotional because they're in such a tough spot. Yeah. And you know I mean it's it's not all their fault, but you you are responsible for preparing your business for certain things and all those things are on the list yeah so you know be responsible and and get prepared it's like having insurance on your car it's like using your turn signal please everybody use your turn <laughs> signal. it's 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 you know it's just being prepared for the things that are going to happen to you in life and business in advance and you'll see this you'll see the next disaster as just something that you have to handle not the end of the world. Yeah, right? yeah, no, and, and and that's great, and and definitely recognize. I mean, I there's so many things that are, are like this in my personal life that I yeah. I, I wish I did better. Yeah, and or I don't do it all or whatever it all, they are. You know, so you're you got to look at this. But when you're really trying to build your business and you really want to succeed and be that person who's just like you're gonna when you get knocked down you get back up again. Yeah. I mean, those are the small business owners that really succeed in the long term is yeah. because they've they've gotten hit a bunch of times but um they were prepared or they handled it correctly and even if they weren't prepared because they couldn't even imagine that this would happen right they were of the this mindset yeah so many things that we do here are of the mindset true that that you're in so um i think there's a good amount of information it's a longer podcast it's yeah. going to be over an hour but really? um it's important it's one of the more important ones yeah um i think the the ones that we where we talk about um, making more money yeah. is really important. That's great. Um, when we talk about um, how to sell and how to market, those are really, really important. Those yeah. are fundamentals because you're not going anywhere if you're not. No money is coming. We in. should put that in a collection. Yeah, <laughs> but this is one of those that that I find to be extremely important because I can't tell you how many times we see a customer do so great and then go away. Yeah, you know, over the years. But on the flip side, we see customers that do really great and they almost go away and then bounce back again. Yeah. 
And those are like the inspirational ones. Yeah. And, then, and we have plenty of customers that have been steady forever. And I hope that you're one of them. Right. But um, if you're one that gets beat up, we want you to we want you to come back stronger than you were before. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also agree. I think this has been incredibly okay. useful. I hope you guys took lots of notes and um, that you will share this podcast with your friends and family. You'll follow us um, at the uh, Custom Apparel Startups uh, .com website. Yep. You'll join our Facebook group. You'll uh, review us on iTunes. You'll send yeah, us cash. Oh, that's in, great. In an envelope. Can't envelope cash. That would be great. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And Mark Vila from Coleman Company. You guys have a great business. Thank you.